Greetings Africa. Welcome to this brand new show, the podcast called Front Runner Football Podcast. Um, it is a show that you're going to enjoy very, very much. That is going to unpack um, matters on the continent. We love our continent. Uh, we know that there's so much happening you know, all over the world. But um, as uh, true Africans, we feel that um, we need to have this show. And um, in the midst, uh, I do have some capable gentlemen that have played, have covered this game. And I want to introduce you to them. And before I do that, I'll start by myself. My name is Elasto Lungu Kapoeja. Yes, when I go to Zambia, I use Lungu. <laughs> that is my name. And uh, I'm going to welcome uh, Maud Award-winning journalist, a good colleague of mine, a good friend of mine, Velile Mbuli. Velile, welcome. Thank you, Mdara. Thank you. <laughs> and like I said, that... Um, we are going to be graced as all by former players. Uh, they know the game. That is uh, Young Kalu, that's what they call him. Clifford, Mulenga. Ndara, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Ndara? Good to be on the show. <laughs> and of course, yes, we're also welcoming Brian Mufukeng, uh, legendary commentator of the beautiful game. He will be just joining us as well. Gentlemen, welcome. Like I said, thanks to be with me. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking football and I think it is more exciting that we're talking football on the continent and this is a very very important week very late as far as African qualifiers are concerned do or die for some of the nations it's a 24 team tournament we all saw that the changes that happened when this uh, AFCON was expanded going to happen in Egypt of course uh, after initially being uh, supposed to be hosted in Cameroon, but um, we all know the story that happened there where the rights were withdrawn after CAF felt that Cameroon was ill-prepared. Uh, there we are going to Egypt. It's a done deal. No negotiations about that. Yes, South Africa tried, but definitely it was taken north. That is where the tournament is going. At the moment, verily, 14 teams have qualified. 10 spots are still up for grabs. And your beloved Bafana Bafana <laughs> is in that category of these 10 slots that uh, we know that by the end of this weekend, that will be settled. What are your thoughts? What are you seeing is going to happen? My, my beloved week? Bafana mm. Bafana, um, knowing very well that my beloved Bafana Bafana is yet to lose a game mm. in these qualifiers. They have considered only one goal um, in these qualifiers. Um and so going to this game that is being played in Sfax um, against um, Libya, it's a game where we need to avoid a loss uh, to qualify. Um, but as two respected gentlemen um, of the game who've played the game, the two of you, you know very well that uh, um, the best way of trying to defend um, the result is to go and attack. Okay. So this coming weekend. I think for me, when I look at the game, um, Elasto, unfortunately yourself, um, you've watched um, Stuart Baxter's teams and also uh, even with you, Clifford, you've played against Stuart Baxter's teams. For me, when I look at it, this is a game, when you look at the conditions and everything, it's, it's, it's a game that suits Stuart Baxter's game plan most of the time. 
um, not necessarily to sit uh, and launch the attack, but a counter-attacking game. If you recall how we won the first game uh, of these qualifiers in Nigeria, um, what was a... When Nigeria is they are B-team. Uh, I'm not sure about the B-team. I'm not sure if the, the Nigerian B-team has got Ahmed Musa. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the, the B-team has got the Ogeni Onanzi. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. So you can you can, you can can bring it in. Kenneth Amaroa, does it belong to the B-team of Nigeria? Mm. I'm not sure about that. But if you go back to that game and you look at how he had structured his team mm. at the time, um, it, 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 it was a result that I felt maybe it was also bad for our Afcon. In fact, for for our World Cup qualifying campaign, mm-hmm. because after that result, we thought maybe, okay, we're fine now. And then he went back to his Madalas. You know, you remember what happened, mm-hmm. and the rest was history. Um, in, in as far as that campaign is concerned. But going to this weekend's game, I'm looking at a, a game that suits um, Stuart Baxter's game plan most of the time. Um, which is to play in transitions um, and launch those attacks, mm. you, you know, and also the pacey uh, attack that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the combination of Mshishi, mm-hmm. um, uh, you look at the combination um, of Pesitao, you look at when he's got Motiba as well. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be tempted to field Dolly because he has not been playing, you know, when you've got players who have been playing at this level, like Lebohang Mabu and, and them. So I'm not really bothered. Um, mm. And I'm saying this knowing fully well what that Libyan team is capable of doing there. Uh, because I watched their game against Nigeria when Nigeria was 2-0 up and that team raced to a two um, to, to score two goals. And it was 2-2 for a very long time before Nigeria uh, scored that um, winner to, to that's win. What, that's what I wanted, I wanted to come at, uh, to bring in Mdala Clifford and say that here is a man a South African. We started by South Africa <laughs> to just give the respect. Uh, that is the group E that we are discussing yeah, right yes. now. No, where, that Mdala is going where, to be a dead <laughs> where, 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 <laughs> He doesn't where, have a chance of No, he doesn't have a chance of qualifying. <laughs> but he is a neutral man. You've yeah. heard what Verile has said. He's yes. very confident. I, I think for obvious reasons. Yes. As a South African, Support he's, your local he's, team. he's mentioned all mm. the good things about Bafana. Yes. What do you think, Mdala, if you look at the quality of Libya, who came by the way, here in South Africa, and made it difficult for Bafana Bafana, and were able to get that valuable point that gives them right now a little bit of an advantage looking at Bafana Bafana needing to go there and get a point. Yes, Libya need to win the game, but they are playing home away from home. Remember, they are playing in Tunisia yes. because of all the issues. What do you think? How do you see this game panning out for Bafana, you know, especially coming up against a Libyan side who you'd think that because they got that point here in South Africa, mm-hmm. definitely they should be having their tails up that we can get something here. Yeah, no, look, uh, if we look at the, the game that Libya, I won't even talk about Libya, uh, Nigeria or Libya, Seychelles or South Africa versus uh, Nigeria. Yes. I'm going to talk specifically about South Africa versus Libya yes. here in South Africa. In South Africa, that game. Yes, Libya came here mm. full of confidence. They believed they could win. And to be honest, Veli will agree with me. Libya deserved uh, to, to have won that game. They, they, cre- they created yeah. more chances than South Africa. Mm-hmm. They were more confident than South Africa, mm-hmm. you know. And, and right now, uh, the problem with South Africa is that um, they feel they don't have to win when they go to Libya. They just have to protect their points mm-hmm. and the draw will see them through. But Libya know that the stakes are high for them. Mm-hmm. 
they have to win. Uh, I think it will be their first Afcon qualification. Mm-hmm. You know, so they know that everything is in their hands. You know, and playing at home uh, against a team that they feel that they should have beaten even motivates them extra. But Clifford, we never said we don't want to win the game. We never said we we want to protect the result. But we never said that. You, you can hear the, the you can you can hear from the people the mentality of the no, people no, no, already. The, the, the people are, are not the team. But the coach has yeah, been but, saying they are going there to win the game. The players are saying they are going there to win the game. What, what that's what I'm saying that what would be the approach? I think that's the million dollar question. For me, what, obviously, what Stuart Baxter is facing right now, Clifford, is to say that do you go all out and uh, do you play normal and make sure that uh, you know what you can try to win the game or are you going to have this cautious approach what Vedle spoke about that Stuart Baxter he is your cautious approach coach plays on transition he might just fall back and make sure that he has that pace on the wings and try to catch them on a counter is that a good approach to go there and try to play on a counter and maybe be defensive instead of actually taking the game to Libya because anything might happen you take the game to Libya you 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 make yourself open yes um look um we look at uh, for example libya and uh, bafana bafana yes. they kind of play the same kind of football yeah. they sit back and then they use counter attacks mm-hmm. libya is also good with counter attacks south africa is also good with counter attacks so i'm thinking if i'm stuart baxter right now i go to libya i need a win and i i need a point yeah. and i know libya need a win you know you leave you let libya come at you then you go with them at pace because libya are definitely going to throw everything at south africa libya are going to throw everything at south africa you are joining us on the show front runner football podcast so we are going to introduce now our new guest i told you about him <laughs> mr brian ofukeng uh, legendary uh, uh, legendary commentator and i can tell you that this room is full of all the brains of African football. They are going to unpack it. They are not biased. I can tell you that. They will say it as it is. So wonderful. Yes, we are looking at the qualifiers. Uh, we know what is happening this weekend. Uh, it's the last round of matches. We know who has to go through. We know who is struggling there. We know the teams already. Some newcomers you know, coming into this tournament, the likes of Madagascar, uh, the likes of Mauritania where the likes of Zambia are going to watch from home. That is the beauty of football. Uh, no, we're giving uh, the other kids a chance to, to go and enjoy as well, you know? Is it a yeah. second conservative talk? We'll, we'll be back very soon. But gentlemen, let's welcome Brian. Brian, good to see you. Oh, Thank you very much. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, welcome see, to the show. Welcome I'm to sitting, the show. I'm sitting among legends here. Yes. <laughs> you, are, you are the biggest legend. He's the legends of all. I'm among legends. Yeah. So, so Brian, we, we are in the midst already of unpacking uh, the qualifiers for, for this coming weekend. Of course, very, very decisive matches happening. 10, uh, 10 slots up for grabs. Already 14 teams have qualified. Uh, and I did pose the question to the two gentlemen, how do they see this weekend panning out, especially concerning the group that we are all so much interested in? That is Group E, talking about Bafana Bafana. What do you think are the chances of Bafana Bafana with Stuart Baxter at the helm? Are they going to come back as one of those 10 teams we, that will qualify? Were you waiting for me to arrive? Yes. I'm just trying to make sure. You know, yeah, just, because we, we couldn't. Place. We couldn't. We were just dead drunk. We Listen, couldn't. I mean, yes. uh, we, we have to be realistic. I mean, if you look at the fact that um, Bafana hasn't lost a game in a group, you know, and they've only considered one goal in a group so far, I think for me, they didn't do themselves favors when they played a draw against Senegal when, and the Seychelles when they went away. Mm-hmm. And also a draw at home against uh, Libya was not what they should have done. I mean, like, against Nigeria, they still played very well, but they could have wrapped up the game when they played 
in Nigeria at home, but they just couldn't convert and finish it off. You know, I mean, all the players I've spoken to so far, all they're saying is they're not going there for a draw. They're going there for a win. Mm-hmm. A draw, they know it's what they need, but they believe that with the support they're getting from home, they want to get a win to be able to set themselves up for the tournament proper. Because that's the only thing you can do. I mean, there's been a lot a lot of people, one, one of the reasons why Bafana find themselves in so much pressure, it is how the women have done well and how the juniors have done well. You know, and, and it, it therefore says you have the juniors being coached by a local coach, a South African. You have mm. the women being coached by a South African. And then all of them are doing well. They've qualified for the World Cup. They've qualified for the Afcons. They've done well at Kosafa level. Now, Bafana at Kosafa level have been absolutely appalling. You know, and now that they are coming up here, everybody in the country is talking about two things. Remember, they're playing this weekend, but NR23s are in action as well this weekend. They're playing and they're trying to qualify for Angola, yes. which, which to qualify, I play against Angola to qualify for the under 23 AFCON. Yes. You know, so it's going to be very crucial to see how we, how we go about our business in that front. You know, because there's massive support given that we are support the team. Uh, we must own our yellow jersey to support the team and show the love for the team. But the under 23 is on the other hand, are playing against a very shrewd tactician in Pedro Congalves. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend from a South African point of view. I believe Wafana will win the game given the squad selected by Stuart Baxter, given the morale in the team, given what is at stake. I believe they'll win that game mm. unless they go and become complacent. Complacent it is. Um, I think I wanted us to touch on the squad. Uh, you look at the squad selected by Baxter. Are you happy? Is it the squad that is suited for this particular game? Could he have done better? Is there any omissions inclus- inclusive in the squad that you might think that maybe one could have been in the squad that was left out? Are you happy with the squad that was selected? Look, uh, when it comes to the squad selection, and um, as we're all here in football, and unfortunately, you guys have played the game, and this side, we're more on the broadcast side, but uh, the squad selection, uh, I-, I don't think there'll ever be anyone who will be happy with the squad selection. Um, but once the team is out there and selected, we have to back it as the nation because it's the team that is going to represent us. But when you look at um, the team that Stuart Baxter has selected, you also um, have to look at the coach. You know, uh, right now I would prefer to talk about the starting lineup, not the team. You've got the starting lineup already. No, 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 no. Oh, just to your, predict. Your possible starting lineup. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, I thought you got something because, we don't know. Because, because, because the squad was selected long time ago, Elasto, and I don't, I don't like talking about it anymore. Yeah. Because yeah, because you touched on a little bit of uh, uh, the firepower up front. And, yes, and maybe yes. The but but yes. there's there's a burning issue to the squad. Correct. Dara, you, you you've been scoring goals in the PSL. Are you happy with the goalkeepers that uh, Bafana, Bafana, I have? At the moment, the coach is not sure as to his first choice. Uh, would, you, would you be at this stage of the preparations, <laughs> not knowing your goalkeeper? Is that a good way of going around it? <laughs> first of all, mm. I'm very happy with, uh, with Darren Keat and Ronan Williams being there. They're two of the young best goalkeepers in South Africa by distance. And they've been at, playing at this level for a very long time. I've played with both goalkeepers That's at club level. And for me, I'm very confident they can do the job. And uh, Stuart Baxter coming up and saying he doesn't know who he's going to play. I, I think he just didn't want to give out his starting lineup. He yeah. knows which goalkeeper is going to play. He but he just didn't want to give out the starting lineup as yet. But for me, whichever goalkeeper he picks, I'm very comfortable that they're going to be able to do the job for Bafana Bafana. Yeah, but from what I'm gathering... Um, it seems to be leaning more towards Darren Kitt. Yeah. And when you look at it, uh, Darren Kitt is more of a number two um, to Itemile Nkune, 
most of the time. Um, and and in, in in here it also goes with uh, seniority as well because there's a lot seniority. at stake. Yes, because there's a lot at stake. So um, you'd go for experience. Why, Brian? If if is talking about experience, seniority, why wouldn't you go for a, a Wayne Sunderland, for example, who has experience? In the Cup Champions League, can, 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 can we talk yes. about? You let's, know, let's, let's come, let's, let's, let's let's talk about the players when they team. <laughs> let us come. Let's see. Now, now you want to talk about you? You are you are opening up a can of worms. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to bring Wayne Sunderland into yeah. the team, let, let's look at his performance as this team. Mm-hmm. Has he played enough matches to even warrant a call up? No. Okay. He hasn't so even got into the fifty percent of any of these goalkeepers you're talking about. No. You know, Bitvers Verts, before their own frailties and mistakes they made in recent times, they were sitting comfortably on top on the lock standings. Mm-hmm. They made mistakes and they've been pay- made to pay dearly for that, for those mistakes. Goals. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know something that you always need to talk about? When you're playing against the North Africans, you know it's going to be aerial prowess will come in handy. You need to have players that can challenge uh, aerially and be able to do very well at that level. Number two, it is very cold at the moment in Tunisia. It's not very hot as it is in South Africa at the moment. So there's already a challenge you need to be thinking about when it comes to that. You need to look at the formidable squad. Which players, given the short time you have with the team, have played together and understand each other? And if you have a goalkeeper from Pitbull's Verts, chances are Tulane Stato is a captain who's going to start him. So you're going to already have uh, Thanti, who for me, you know, special Thanti, I always talk to people about him. I say, he's the one of those quiet players who go about his business very well. Mm. You have Mkise, who's doing so well at Cape Town City City at the moment. You slot him in the right back position, he'll give you what needs to be given. So in that front, I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And from an experience point of view, let's talk about experience. Remember, at any given time, the number one goal will always be to Mm Kune if he's fit. He'll be the starter. So Wayne comes in second, or rather it's his Darren Kid coming second to him. Mm -hmm. Then you want to have all the other goalkeepers fighting for the third position. Kune is out injured. He's not available. So who's your first option, given the way you've always selected your players? Taranki becomes your automatic player to come in. The only thing you need to be thinking about is how many goals will the strikers be able to score? Are they going to go for that score, uh, for for that attack or not? Okay, gentlemen, um, what happens? Because the way I'm, 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 I'm just getting it is that it's a Bafana Bafana coming back with that ticket to Egypt. Now, what happens in the unlikely event that Bafana Bafana fails to qualify? The under 20 have qualified for the World Cup. Banyana Banyana have qualified for the World Cup. I mean, the list goes on of all these teams, the under 17, that have done so well. Velile, will the coach have to stay in Tunisia and not come back with the team when Bafana Bafana fails to qualify? I think I had spoken to... I'm not sure if it was BVK that I had spoken to regarding this one because <laughs> uh, he mustn't come back. I think there was a column that was written that uh, Tunisia is closer to UK. Oh. <laughs> so I think it answers. Because, yeah, yeah. So, so, so if the team doesn't mm. qualify, uh, the coach must do the honourable thing oh, okay. and not return here. But having said that, the coach were in a, a round table with him um, at Safa House a yeah. few weeks ago. And um, he did say this himself that um, he reiterates that if the team doesn't qualify, um, he will ask Safa to relieve him from his duties. Okay. You know, but um, look, not that I'm not being arrogant about mm. this one. You know, um, and also maybe not even speaking as a proudly South African, but just looking 
uh, from a footballist realistic point like you always do you always um, do. but you know what i'm just saying i don't see why because we can go back mm-hmm. we can go back to the team that Baxter had when we played Libya the last time it's not the same squad that is yeah. taking okay. um to 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 to, to Libya yes, right yes, now yes. it's a totally different squad mm-hmm. and when i look this game bruno it also comes at a time when our teams especially around the parades and sundowns they were deeply involved in the caf champions league mm-hmm. so in terms of the psyche of of our players in terms of the mindset we are right there you know and some of these players they flew straight from casablanca from guinea conakry straight um to to, to tunis and, and sfax mm-hmm. so we are ready ah bafana is ready uh, clifford Would the coach have to do the honorable thing? Do you think he needs more time? Do you think um, he would have failed uh, on his on his kind of mandate and goals? Bafana, Bafana, would they need a local coach uh, if that happens or just a... What do you think? Yeah, out of order. It has been a problem out of order. when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> Last time you're out of order. Because why I'm saying that, uh, Clifford, is that... Remember uh, who Stuart Baxter replaced? Yes. Yeah. Th- that is where, you know, th- there's been kind of uh, this this swapping of local coach, uh, foreign coach, local coach, foreign coach, local coach. How do you settle permanently, if you can, if there's that thing in football, permanently in terms of the coaching issue? Because... You know, people are looking at Stuart Baxter at this game. Not at this game, but at the qualification of Bafana Bafana. Do you think if he fails, he needs to uh, depart from his position? Let let us remember something, right? This is not the first time that Baxter is in charge of Bafana Bafana. You understand? So if, if for me, if, if he fails to get out of this group where he, where he failed to beat the Seychelles and he couldn't beat Libya at home, I feel like he should just step down as he said he will and he should never... Coach the Bafana Bafana again. But who's the who's the better coach for Bafana Bafana? It, it doesn't who do you think should coach Bafana? Who looks like everyone now who touches Bafana? Well, uh, there's a lot of uh, capable coaches there. Mm. You know, let uh, give Gavin Hunt a chance. Oh, okay. No, that, that is this show is just started. Today. Uh, you give know, you know, this show started. Can you support me here? In our history, having returned to international football. And I I I want you to take out your stats. I'm not sure if Zambia and even Zimbabwe have got the same record. No, but Z- Z- Zambia Zambia is a way better team than Bafana Bafana. So let's not put no, them no, in this no, discussion. No 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 Yes. Isn't it where Bafana yeah. is? I don't know, Brian. Is there anything you want to say? Because I want to move on to. Uh, there are also other teams in this group. Is there anything you want to say before we move on to Nigeria in the same group about Bafana? I'm more interested in Group G, where Zambia is. All right, is. no, we are coming. <laughs> yeah, we are coming. Zimbabwe, 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 also come back to african football if it, i'm talking about the super eagles nigeria yeah. they, they are back in the afcon 
uh, for two successive Afcons, nowhere to be seen. Goes to the World Cup. Gino Rowe comes in, takes over the team. Looks like, yes, the team now is beginning to do something. Yes, maybe disappointed in how they played at the World Cup. But do we see a, a, a Super Eagles team now that they've qualified that can go all the way, Brian, and actually win this tournament? I believe if you look at Nigerian history, they always want to go and compete. They always want to come out there and be able to get the best results by far. You know, I think something that most of the countries, especially the countries in the SADC region, or even yeah, SADC region in particular, need to try and adapt, is that thing of trying to find players who are born indigenous uh, countrymen who are playing outside of the country, who are playing in Europe, who would have been born in Europe, but have some ancestries that links them to Africa. The Nigerians do that very well. They always find those players who are Nigerian, either born in the UK or born in the US, Ghana have done it also. We need, to, we need to move away from this thing of always looking at players who are born in our country only. We need to start looking at those players who are born outside and bringing them in. I tell you now, Lesotho is doing very well. Yes. There are a few we players that are playing in South Africa at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them is Horole Bering. He was never, he never played for Lesotho previously yeah, yeah, yeah. until recent times when they called him up to be, part, to, to, to be part of the squad. And look at how well he's doing for the national team. I mean, I saw now when I saw, I saw the article also about Idrissi being given a, a, a clearer to play for Morocco. You know, you could have played for Netherlands. He decided to come and play for Morocco. We need to move away from him and come back and play here. So Nigeria, if you look at the squad they have, I believe they can do very well in this tournament. You know, uh, they started very bad and they picked up well and they did very well towards the end. And they did what ne- we needed to do the most, qualify for the tournament. Then the rest you can deal with when you get to the tournament proper. Because there are 24 nations in the tournament, anything can happen. Anything and with a new happen. format, yeah. some countries are going to find it very tricky to, man- to maneuver their way in a fo- new format. 24 countries versus the 16 we always had. 16 in you, you could plan easy. You know you win your first game, you draw the second, yes. you might just go for something in the last one. This one is tricky. Because then you need to therefore apply the rules proper to see how do I progress to the next stage and how do I map my way around because there are certain teams you want to avoid at the early stage of a tournament if you do progress to the next stage. So that will go back to the planning side from, from, from where I'm sitting as to how they've actually done their homework structurally, which is where I think Africa has always been found wanting. We have always been found wanting when Definitely. it comes to the rules and relations of tournaments. Yeah, I think we don't do a good job when it comes to planning. I agree with that, the preparation. Felile, look at the experience of, of Nigeria, at, at especially in the World Cup, where I think fifth consecutive time playing at the World Cup, uh, but still nothing to show for it. Uh, in terms of the Nations Cup. Yes, they won it here in South Africa, but that is quite a long time ago. The experiences of the World Cup, the players, I mean, if you look at a Nigerian team, you, you can select three, four teams that you know that they are going to be very strong. What do you think are their chances, realistically, when it comes to uh, Egypt 2019? Look, um, Nigeria is coming back from the World Cup. And um, what I like about uh, Shenodo and uh, his team is how his team um, recovered from that loss to South Africa. Uh, because you'll recall that that was in the middle of the World Cup qualification. And they quickly came back there and wrapped up their qualification um, in, in the World Cup and even went on to have a, a seamless qualification as well after that hiccup um, against South Africa. And with a young team, you know, yes, you would have uh, Victor Moses coming in and out of the team at, at that time. There was always your Ahmed Musa, there was always your Onazi. Um, but with also what Brian is also talking about, the the players who were coming uh, from from overseas, uh, I think it was Balogun, 
yeah. uh, the, mm-hmm. the, def- mm-hmm. the defender and yes Ekong as well mm-hmm. um there's there's the boy who was also playing in France um I think he took a cross when he, they, they scored against us the quality of the Nigerian team mm. has never been in doubt and mm. and also um what I like very well and this is something if I am to criticize Stuart Baxter and you look at the composition of the team that we've selected for under 23 there is it's boys who were part of uh on a 20 World Cup squad in 2017 yeah. the Nigerian team it's not difficult for them to take an under 20 star player or even an under 23 star player and infuse him in, in, in this team. And something that Stuart has failed for a very long time uh, to do because he relies on the right and tested. And with Genedro, maybe, maybe, and this is why uh, I always say, for me, I had to talk about uh, who could coach South Africa. A, a South, a, an African national team must be coached by somebody who's well-versed on African football, somebody who's been to other parts of African football. If, if I go to Seychelles, for instance, I know what kind of a team I need to play, what kind of a result I, I need to get, you know, and this is what you get from General. You, you can easily see that he's been at Burkina Faso, he's been in Gabon. He knows how to deal with an African player. And when you go to this African zone, what type of a result and what type of mentality um you, you you also need to adopt so uh, as to whether nigeria can just come back and win the tournament i think for me the last afcon it proved that uh, there are no favorites um go, go, go when cameroon won it when cameroon won it remember they mm. were without about yeah, eight yeah, to nine of, yeah, of their staff players. Most of the players yeah, refused they, to come. Yes, but they went all the, the way. They call up. They went all the way to the final. You yeah, know? coming to the point where, you know, again, um, um, we're talking about the issue of um, this 24, this new format that uh, is unpredictable. Uh, it might be difficult to maneuver your way, you know, through it. And I don't know what you think, Mdara. Uh, Nigeria will always be favorites, I'm sure. No, I think it all, comes down, it all comes down to depth. Depth of the team, you know, because obviously, uh, you like uh, Brian says, you don't want to get the the bigger and stronger teams in the early stages. But if you do get the those kind of opponents, you do need to have a lot of depth in your team to to be able to, because it's gonna it's a new thing now. It's more games now, so the mentality also has to change. The attitude has to change as well. So it's the teams that are going to come more prepared with uh, with a depth of of teams that are going to do well in this tournament. And uh, with Nigeria. One thing I like about Nigeria is that from the time of your Sando Lises and them, mm-hmm. they've always had pride. Mm-hmm. They take pride in whatever they do. They believe they're the best team mm-hmm. in Africa. Yeah. You understand? So for them, everything, they have to win it. So I feel like the way uh, they're doing now, uh, the kind of players that they have, and like Brian says, they go all out, they're looking for who's mm-hmm. Nigerian, they're bringing them in. They always have the depth. They always have the, the, the team to, to compete and win this championship. So I wouldn't put it past them uh, to not go out and, and win this tournament. Something you also ever talk about, just to come in there. Yes, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you look at the squad they have also, you'll realize it is not a, a lot of players that are based in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. They always go for players that are outside. Of, that has of, always of, been the case. That's always been the case. And, 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 and that also makes sure, because you're coming with players who are coming from very established team in European football, mm-hmm. bringing them back to come and play here. When they come up against most of the teams, those players that are playing against, look at them as role models. So you always have an upper hand given the way they play and also the attitude on the field of play. There's that attitude that they are very ruthless. They believe that they can win anything. 
And that is what you need to instill in your team. Your players must walk on and believe that they are wearing a jersey and they can do anything. I mean, the story of 2012 uh, of his country is something that we'll always talk about when we talk about the Kosafa region. Yeah. When we talk about Kosafa, we'll talk about how they went there against all odds. I mean, there's one match you played which was waterlogged, but they managed to come out of them and did very well for, 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 for Sadak region. Mm. So that will always be a story that, amongst other stories, always stand out to say, this is what happened in 2012. 2012 indeed. Um, gentlemen, we are done with Group E. The show is Front Runner Football Podcast. I am with uh, Clifford Mulenga, Brian Mufokeng, and Velian Bully. Now, gentlemen, let's move to Group A. I think there were some miraculous happenings then. They must correct you. I'm Velian Nyandu. You know, we've heard this thing. Every time. My apologies. You must inform us. In my language, when. When you say an apology, yes. you need to buy me something. I will. I will kill. I will kill. I will say him bonobo umfun. I will take this B. I will buy him the full, the full version. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks, my brother. No, okay, gentlemen. Uh, I was just mentioning about our our focus, and our attention to Group A. There some miraculous happenings in that group where, for the very first time, the president's team. <laughs> qualifies for Afcon. Yeah. Did he have a hand in it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just to Please how, take us through. How, 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 how would he have influenced this one? No, no he did. He did have a hand but, in but it. But why love? How? 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 Yeah, how, how, how. I mean, he's a, he's a football man. He was a soccer player himself. He was a soccer coach himself. Yes. So his hand was obviously encouragement and the encouragement. Yes, the hand of encouragement. But you know, yeah, what I liked yeah. with yeah. Uh, Madagascar was that they were the first team to qualify. Yes. You know? And I have to go back to, I think it was the opening week of the qualifiers yeah. when they drew two all with the Senegal. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I, I think that was the result that showed that uh, these guys, they know what they, they are here for. Uh, even though it's got to be said. Uh, besides Senegal, they had Equatorial Guinea in the group. They also had Sudan. But we've seen um, the emergence of this Madagascan team from the Kosafa Cup. You know, and for me, this is where these regional competitions become important. You know, because look, you know, you know very well, Elastro, that here in our region, we don't export a lot of players, mm -hmm. um, especially to Europe. So if they're not going to be playing here in the PSL, you're going to find them in Zambia or in their own leagues, you know. But I, I, I just felt that the, the Madagascan team that I saw last year in Bulukwane, in the Kosafa Cup, and how the team was coming out. Mm -hmm. And bear in mind that the player of the tournament there was Ducks, who's now with Kaiser Chiefs. But they finished this campaign without Ducks. And they were still a strong team, you know. So... I would like to credit um, how the Kosovo region in particular um, has been able to organize this competition where you find that previously there, there are countries that were totally hopeless when it comes to the Afghan qualifiers. Why is, why, why is this team not capitalizing on the Kosovo region? Madagascar <laughs> qualifies. Zambia <laughs> are sitting at home. They are playing you know, in the very same tournament they are so, talking about. You know, th there was a time when Lusutu, uh, you knew that 
and when i go to cover kosafa you could see that to them this is what this the kosafa senior challenge was their afcon mm. because they knew that you know you know what there's no way we can go and make this 24 team but now there was this new spirit you know that you see with these teams when i saw maragasca last year even beating south africa on penalties You yeah. thought something's coming out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not surprised that Madagascar qualified the first team to qualify for Afcon 2019 for the very first time. I, I don't know Be- because Brian. you see because yeah. you see there's something that I've seen in African football. Yes. And this is where I also we need to be cautious even those Bafana 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 actually have got a better record on the road than at home. Yeah, that yeah. we know. Yes, yes. But it's difficult in African football to beat a team at home. To and, be the team. So, and and so when, and when, because if you look at the result of Madagascar against Senegal mm-hmm. in Madagascar yes. you look at the result of Comoros against Cameroon in Comoros mm-hmm. you know you can go on and on and on about a number of these teams that's why uh, even with the warriors we can start to pop up the champagne already <laughs> we are coming to the warriors right uh, no let me bring Brian in here <laughs> hey, the real warriors not those warriors the real warriors uh, Brian Venile gives credit of course to to the Kosafa tournament and the involvement of Madagascar But is there more to it? Is there anything more that you saw from from this this nation that we are not so much accustomed to them qualifying? You know, you know, that's the that, Nations you, Cup. You, is there you, anything you, more? You know, part of uh, covering the the Kosafa tournament, yes, and whether junior level yeah. or or senior level or the women, um, has really taught me a lot about how these island yes uh, prepare themselves. They have these. Oceania type of tournament where they play amongst themselves as islands. Mm-hmm. They have these Francophone country tournaments they play in. So that's where they're able to unearth and see more of their players. So in between the qualifiers that are kept sanctioned and everything else, they have their own competition that they play amongst themselves that keeps the squad together. Because do remember that the difference between whether you're talking about your South Africans, your Zimbabweans, your Zambians, and Madagascar, is the fact that most of the players that are playing in those countries are not really playing professional football, most of them. And even if you look at the split of the way the league is split, it's not as as big, as as open as we have the leagues in, 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 in other countries. You know, we're talking about Seychelles the other day. I mean, Seychelles squad, the one they played against Nigeria, they got clubbed by South Africa, South Africa to record their biggest win, international football, a 6-0 victory against Seychelles. Yeah, right. And also for uh, Libya to win by eight goals to one, for Namibia to, to clap them in feather numbers. You need to look at the squad. Most of those players go to work in the morning. <laughs> When they come back from work, then they go to play football. So this is what you do to keep fit. That's what they do for a living. Yeah. And, 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 they don't, and, and, and these are the players, these are the situations you need to talk about. And Madagascar is really talking about them, their progression yeah. in the Kosafa tournament is now paying dividend. You can see now what is happening because you can see the progression from where they were when the Kosafa started. They're always coming out of quarterfinalist or first round. They now managed to get to third. Right. They managed to get to fourth. So they are in the last four auditions, they've at least finished third or fourth. So that shows that there's been a massive improvement from where they are and where, where they are sitting at the moment. Gone are the days where Senegal would walk in and just wall up and walk away. It is not going to happen that way anymore. Two, two and that's how, that's how things are in, in football nowadays, yeah. modern football. And the fact that Madagascar were the one that set the tone for everybody else. It's the same as Mauritania. Nobody knew Mauritanian football before they won against South African Mauritania. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody mm. thought they and, might and just be know, one of those fluke and, situations. And, and, and you know um, what? The story that I like about Mauritania, um, I, I don't understand why. Uh, Morocco, because Morocco seemed to be getting everything. Why? I don't understand why they got the. That's the topic for another day. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I don't understand why Morocco got the Federation of the Year. No, I, I don't understand why. Yeah. No, no, because everything that is new at Kev is going to Morocco. There's yeah. just two, that, that I don't understand. You know, but because for me, Mauritania, in a year when Mauritania becomes one of the first teams to qualify, and they've used the funds of FIFA forward exactly at. On how they should be used, and you 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 look at the infrastructure. You you look at the funding that they've started now um, to prepare to have a women's team, to have a women's league. You know, for me, that is a model football Africa uh, football association that in Africa we should we should we should be having. So when you look at their qualification and you look at how they've been using their FIFA funding and how they've also been putting together their structures. It's 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 a it's a model that should be followed even by those FAs that are struggling. Definitely agree uh, with that, Veli. Uh, um, Clifford, would you say that Madagascar maybe this group was just weak? They were Senegal, <laughs> they were Sudan, Sudan, and and Equatorial Guinea. Maybe no. these guys, yeah, they give you know they're saying uh, all the good things. No, it's, it's a good but maybe maybe the group was weak. No, uh, <laughs> if anyone had told me now that. Uh, uh, Madagascar would qualify uh, ahead of uh, Sudan and Equatorial Guinea. Yes, I would have told you to stop talking. Mm. You know, but like, no football is changing. Yeah, you know, there's no big team now. I mean, Senegal could not beat Madagascar. Yeah. You know, that, that just shows. And you, you talk about uh, how they have been doing in the Kosafa Cup. It shows that they are learning. They're improving every day. Mm-hmm. You know, then uh, the president of CAF is also from Madagascar. I mean, success now starts from the top. So the, the inspiration is there. The will to do well is there. He probably goes there and he tells them, guys, yes. I'm the president of this FA now. Yeah, you know, you can't embarrass me. You have to work hard. Let us show these people that we're also good footballing, footballing people. And the results are beginning to pay off. No, to be fair to them as well, um, if you look at, there are certain players that are playing overseas that are in that team. And you look at their coach, uh, Monsieur Nicolas Dupias from France. The guy with two uh, teams. He, yes, he's got mm. two teams. He's coaching mm. a fourth division side yes. in France. He's also doubling up as the Madagascar. I think that needs to stop. Mr. President, make sure that you give him a permanent <laughs> job. We can't have a coach doubling up between France and Madagascar. Gentlemen, so that we can move with time, I mean, we have to cover all these 12 groups to make sure that uh, we, we get to where we want to go. Now, let's, let's quickly move on to Group B where the likes of uh, Morocco, Cameroon. Now, Cameroon, Cameroon, Cameroon <laughs> was supposed to be automatically be playing this tournament. They are not there. Now they have to do it the hard way. They are playing Comoros. Very. Yes. Cameroon is only a draw. You know, the, uh, the matter of uh, Group B, maybe we must keep it because it's just a <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's some things. Yeah, yes, yeah. Because, because some, uh, there's something. We Comoros know very well that uh, Comoros has taken happening. that case to court of yes. arbitration for sport yeah. in Switzerland. Yeah. And um, I foresee a situation where uh, come the 12th of next month, then it's the time for the draw. Uh, they will say for this group, it's slash Cameroon Comoros. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't see a situation where they would have concluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, that case because I feel that Comoros has got a strong case because the rules are very clear. Re- you recall what happened when Morocco pulled out of 2015? Mm-hmm. They had to vacate. Yes. I understand very well um, here that 
it's, it's a different case altogether. But there's there's in the regulations mm. of the tournament and of the qualifiers. Let me let me read let me read it for you. Then you can continue. The Kavru says Article ninety two point three state that if a nation withdraws from hosting or has the rights taken away one year before uh, the finals, they will be hit with a fine or a suspension of the next edition of AFCON of its A national team without considering the consent edition. That's what you're talking about. But, that, but, but that, in this case, yes. Kef took the tournament away from Cameroon. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter uh, whether they took it away or not. Because remember, you have yeah. to be ready for the tournament. There's yes. a reason why CAF took away the rights yes. from, but, from, but, from Cameroon. But, but, but then yes. Cameroon were also not playing the qualifiers to yes. qualify. Yes. So it wasn't the case like Morocco. Maybe it's different. Morocco, if you talk about Morocco 2015, Morocco actually refused to host that 2015. But in this case, Morocco was not participating in the qualifiers. So in this case, it's a it's a delicate case, this one. Because it's going to test Kef. Um, because they've taken the tournament away from Cameroon, and Cameroon was playing in these qualifiers. Yes. And not to qualify, and then let but, Egypt but to play the qualifiers, which okay. is very that is, that is, and, and Egypt had qualified, host, so, but yeah, had already qualified. qualified. Yeah. Had already okay. qualified. That is the politics. Problem, that is the politics, right? yes. gentlemen. Yes. That is the politics yes. of of all this could be. But let's turn to the football on the pitch, Brian. <laughs> are you happy? Are you happy with this new coach? Clarence is a great player, of course, in his days. Yes. Are you happy with uh, his touch? On this indomitable lens thus far, you know, you know, you know, the challenges for the Cameroon. I mean, if you're coming up and you you were supposed to host, mm. and things have to change, yeah. you need a total spin-off mentally yes. from the players to understand what is at stake now, how they're going to approach it, with a court looming. Also, how do you move them away from thinking about court cases and focus on the job at hand? Mm. I believe that you know, in the Cameroon national team, you can bring any coach at any given time. The coach can be able to deliver. If the players in the right mind, because they have they have the sense, they have that belief. They, you know, there's the shrewdness the Nigerians have. They have the same shrewdness and the same belief that they can do it. They can be able to win at any given level. You know, the only thing that I'm saying now, the only challenge for me now for them, is how are they going to approach this game? Number one, are they going to be thinking about the court cases? Are they going to be able to work psyche wise to be able to get and, and do what needs to be done? The story for another day. I mean, I remember that old story also about the the the, the coach being kept being kept being captured yes, somewhere, yes, yes. you know, <laughs> and and eventually being released just yes <laughs> just yesterday. So yeah. it's those for me are worrying things that you don't want to have in football. Yeah. yeah, definitely we don't want to have that in football. And, you know, and, yeah, um, when it comes to Cameroon, mm. I just think that you know sometimes um, this issue of the normalization committee uh, that we've seen and that is prevailing a lot here in Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, because these two coaches, Clarence Sidorf and uh, Patrick Clivet, yes, they the came. Coach. Yes, they came in at a time when they, it was a normalization committee yeah. that was running Feka Foot, mm-hmm. and the person who was the chairperson of the normalization committee, he was listening to Samuel Eto. Mm-hmm. Samuel Eto now appointed his friends to coach the national team, mm. Clarence Sidorf and Patrick Clivet, and you remember the first statement that they made. They said, no, they can't be picking players who are playing in China. Hmm. And that's how they left out Basako. 
And this is a man who had scored the winning goal. And yeah. the captain, Mukanjo. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 Captain Mukanjo as well. Yes. You know? And when things went, didn't go well in, in their first camp, then yes, they relaxed that rule mm. that they were trying to introduce. You know? So the harmony already. And I was seeing a question where they were asked um, recently about selecting locally based players. And he said, no, there are no locally based players who deserve to be in this team. Now, I know very well that Cameroon, Senegal, Ghana, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, you can mention all of them, including Mali, they in, in, in West Africa. Mm -hmm. They can select their team without even involving a single locally based player. Mm -hmm. But there are locally based players in Cameroon who deserve, you know. And sometimes, you know, Elasto, when you're at your level, uh, straight out, you're a head coach. Yes. You must say something, but without saying it. Mm. On the public Say face. without saying <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because you cannot come out as a national team head coach and say, no, there's no locally based players who deserve to be in this team. Mm. Try to work it in a different way. M maybe. You know, because sometimes, you know, we take these Europeans mm. and they come in coaching. They have no experience. Yeah, I wanted to come you to know, that point. Yeah, they have no experience. Yeah, that's, I wanted to touch on that. that exactly. Uh, that um, uh, Clifford. Looking at uh, these former players, this uh, Clarence Sidoff, we, we know what he did as a player. Very young, relatively young coach. You think he's got experience enough to, to handle the indomitable lines. Former champions, defending champions at the moment, under Hugo Bruce. What do you think of these coaches that don't have any experience whatsoever on coaching in Africa? Look, uh, like Veli says, uh, Samuel Eto picked his friends to coach the national team. You know, it was a very shocking decision. You know, because I mean, you look at his uh, credentials as a coach. Mm. He tried. He failed at uh, AC Milan. Mm. He failed at. Deportivo uh, Coruña. Uh, he failed mm. there. You know. Then he comes here. Um, you could see from the from the games. He went and he drew away to Comoros. He comes to Malawi. He draws here. The, the Malawi goes there. They win one zero. Very unconvincing displays by top players. And it's not it's not the fault of the players. It's the coach. He, he, he can't motivate them. You know, just because you play at the top level doesn't mean make you automatically you know, a good motivator. You know, for to come in here, I spoke to an, one general who's based in Cameroon, yes. and he was saying one of the reasons why. That's why I'm saying to you that at the moment, I believe Cameroon will do well in this game, given what is at stake. Because what he was saying to me was they were more experimenting than anything else because they believe they're qualified until the, 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 the hosting rights were taken away from them. Wow. No. And I'm saying to them, that was very dangerous no. because if you want to host a tournament, you need to send all sort of fear to anybody who's coming to you to say, we're not going to sit here and wait and learn a lot to allow you to come in and take anything. No, there's a reason so, as well, Brian, why, why Cameroon had to play, even if they were hosting, why yes. they had to play these qualifiers, to prepare that team. Yes. Because in the past, you'd have the host not participating in the qualifiers. So it was to their advantage to make sure that the coach... Even if you look at this week, uh, the games, Brian, some of the, the, the countries have qualified, but they've, they've brought in their strong sides because that's the only time you can have them together yeah. and prepare for games. Yeah, just continue. But that's what I'm saying. That, that, was the, the, mm -hmm. that was the argument they were putting forward. And they therefore said, now, with what is at stake now, they'll be playing slightly different, they'll be attacking them much better, they'll be trying to win the game at home and given the passion that they have at home also and everything that comes around it. Hence I say, don't forget who's on the bench. 
because they've proven so far that from a coaching point of view, they can't deliver that much. But I believe the pride of the nation, because the Indomitable Lions is not, you know, it's, it's more like if you go to the, the streets of South Africa and you walk around. Mm-hmm. We have 57 million fans who are sitting and telling you what a coach must be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a passion you have within the country. Within that country also, they have the same problem. Yeah. To yeah. say, are you going to bow out without defending your own title. Yeah, because I, th- I think that's a huge pressure that uh, Sidov has. These are the defending champions. They are, they are no longer playing at home, but now they are going to play in Egypt, of course. But I'm yeah. just saying that uh, I think the expectations are always high from, from a country that right now is coming from, you know, winning that, that tournament. But anyway, let's move on, gentlemen. Uh, we need to touch now uh, Group C, where we've got the likes of Burundi, especially this game that they're playing against Gabon on the verge of qualification. <laughs> we know Gabon. We know our oh, our favorite African son, uh, Obamayeng, you know, really. Yeah, is he coming yeah. to the rescue, Velile? Is he coming to the rescue? Yes, where it's I a must win Yes, he's, co- he's, confirmed, uh, yes. he's confirmed that is he's he coming this time around. Yeah, he's, he's coming this time around. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that had he availed himself for some of the games, um, maybe in Gabon would be in, in this situation mm-hmm. um, that they're in now. But I would also... Think that uh, this Burundian team has been buoyed by the 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 the, the, the results that has been coming from the under twenties because the under twenties were recently at the Afcon under twenty. Yeah, you know. So this is a motivation. What Brian was talking about that we have a situation where um, Bafana Bafana they know very well that uh, Banyana Banyana are off to the World Cup. Uh, Amachita are off to the the under twenty World Cup. World Cup they're going to and, World Cup in Poland. Yes, yes. So. They they find themselves in a difficult situation where they have to follow, you know. But I just I just feel here that um, the return of Obama Young and I was looking at his performances recently at Arsenal could help um, to steer this. Um, no, he's looking very good. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, but does, he, does, does he have the people to uh, to supply him to? This this is the challenge. Yeah. This is the challenge because a lot has been said about the disorganization of the Gabonese. Uh, football federation of the field. You do realize that uh, Burundi <laughs> have not lost a game at home in this campaign. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, have. They yeah. are only the, them and Mali are the two teams that have not lost a game in this in this campaign. And they went to Gabon and they drew in Gabon. So don't let us not rely so much on uh, on on Gabon. On Abumeyang, that's putting yeah, too much pressure yeah. on him. And also, add on what I had said that it's very difficult in Africa to beat a team at home. Yeah. But for because me, Burundi, a draw, Burundi a draw, are definitely a draw, qualified. A draw would be enough for, for Burundi to qualify. They are going to, I think Burundi are actually going to win this game. I've so, seen them play at home, the, the crowd, the, the, it's, it's crazy. No, Bujumbura is, is difficult to yes, play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fans there are crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so we are seeing uh, another country you know, qualifying for the first time. Yeah, for the first time. Yes. That is Burundi. Definitely. Oh, I think that is massive. That is massive. And of I course. think that would, that would mean a lot for, for East Africa because you already have Uganda. Yes. In the tournament, Kenya. You Kenya. already have Kenya yeah. uh, in the tournament. I don't mm. know how they qualified. We're coming back. Actually, talking, talking about that. My Kenyan friends. But Kenya has been a good team, eh? On the African continent. No, that was but the Sierra Leone situation. Yeah, but that group, that group. But listen, if you if you look at the group where Kenya was sitting, I mean that group. I mean, look at this. They're on seven, and then you also have one quantity disqualified. Yeah. That just gave me the yeah. advantage. But look at this. Six, seven, one. Yeah. Okay, Jerry. Yeah, uh, that, 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 I mean, and, 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 Ken- and Kenya, in fact, 
they had lost to Sierra Leone, yes. right? In the opening game. So are you are you, you know? are you saying that uh, <laughs> the, the disqualification <laughs> of Sierra Leone played a huge role? Played a huge role. Played played a huge role. Lost no, but they lost to Sierra no, Leone in the opening game. No, no, no. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, for me, mm. I, I think Kenya beat Ghana. Remember. They beat yeah, Ghana. Yeah, no, yeah, really, yeah, yes. This, this, Kenya this, this beat Ghana. This thing was so for me. This yeah. thing was meant to be. It's like me. 2012 Zambia. Yes, Had yes. I probably finished the tournament, Zambia would have won the AFCON. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I get kicked no. out from AFCON. Well, Zambia. What happened with you? What happened with you? Why didn't you finish the tournament? Confessions. Confessions. Let's confess. Let's confess. That's no, it. that's no. <laughs> apparently, so, apparently the, the great Nyanga in Zambia said I had to leave. Then Zambia so, leave. so, so uh, <laughs> it was a deliberate attempt. Yeah, so the 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 we'll yeah. tell them the truth one day. Juju does work. Yeah, Juju works. Now we know. Now we know. For those who, who don't know, it's, it's Clifford who is just uh, confessing. <laughs> About, about why he left camp, <laughs> making sure that uh, the Chipolo Polo. So it was not ever that. Never, never, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All was planned. It was not extant. All was planned. And confirmed. Yeah, but but, but gentlemen, um, getting a, back again to this group of Kenya, I, I think there have been some massive improvements in Kenya football. You look at um, Goma years of this world in the Confederations Cup. Uh, you look at them, Kenya beating Ghana. They beat Ethiopia convincingly as well. You know, you look at their uh, captain as well. A little bit of issues of injury he might not be there uh, in 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 Afcon 2019. But uh, I think it's a Kenya fairly that as well. We should give credit. Yes, he had also some improvements. You know, in terms of how they've gone about doing their job. Look, um, I remember when Goma here, uh, coached by Dylan Kerr, yes. they went all the way. In fact, I was saying that I I watched. Uh, online, their prelim game uh, in the Kev Champions League mm. um, when uh, last year when they played against Esperance. Esperance was very fortunate not to have lost by at least three goals um, in, in, in Kenya, but uh, due to the condition of the patients uh, in, in Kenya, which worked against and also good goalkeeping from, uh, from, from Esperance at the time. In fact, uh, if you remember the return leg uh, in, in Rades, there, there was a challenge mm-hmm. um, because the fans ended up having to disrupt the game, the, the, the Esperanza fans, you know. Yeah. But they always, most of the times, not Africa. Exactly, exactly. But okay, it was history now. Then they went on, they lost the game. Only one nil, eh? Yes. On aggregate. Yeah, yeah. And this is the same year that Esperanza went on to win the title. Win the title and Goma here dropped down to the Kev Confed. Yes. And knocked out Super Sport United, yeah. who were defending champions in the Kev Confed, you know? And you look at the progression mm. this year, they're in the last eight today. Mm. They've mm. just been drawn yeah. in, in, in they, the last they, eight. They've beaten you know? Summer so, as well. Ex- exactly, yes, exactly. Around, and convincingly, yeah. Yeah, convincingly, convincingly so, from 2-0 from down mm-hmm. to win for 2 at home against uh, Zamalek, yeah. uh, it's now history that they also walloped. Yes, no, uh, in, sure. in, 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 in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, so some improvements in East yeah, African so football. Yes, you, you mentioned the likes this of also yes. affects the national team mm. in a positive, in a positive way, way. Correct, you know. Correct. And we've seen it now, um, especially <laughs> who did say they, they, but you, you cannot avoid that they lost to Israel Leon. You know, and they started to wake up mm. when there were these problems around Sierra Leone because I, I you know, there's, there's something that you guys who play football, you understand it very well. You make the spell that you control count. And for me, I think that's what 
Kenya has done. Uh, you recall they went to play against uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia filled up the stands. Yeah. And then when they returned home, the president said, no, you know what? I don't care. People are coming in for free. For free, yeah. yeah. Free entrance. And, yeah, that, and that was an inspired mm. a move because the team went on to, to win that yeah, day. You know? Mm. And they had also beaten um, Ghana, Ghana as well. Yeah, correct. Look, for a country that has had problems, like Kenya, you recall the, the time when um, even their league was not playing yeah. due stopped. to the federation problems and yeah. also, you know, so the way they've recovered to be where they are right now, um, I think it's a good thing. You know, you know, you know, we spent some time. One of the things that I, that when he spoke, when he spoke about Goma here, I remember when we went to Kenya traveling there and we visited the state, the national stadium. And you realize how many people sit there, scouts who are within from, from the different federations, but within within Kenya itself, who sit there and want to talk about the new talent that is coming up, the players they can bring into the team and so forth. The passion they have is second to none. And I, I, I know what Vili is talking about. If you can play in Ethiopia a game and they pack the stadium in Ethiopia, if, you, word, come if, you, if you come out of there mm-hmm. alive, you're yeah. very lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how, how much that motivates a team to be able to do well. And Kenya, when I went, when I went there to watch them play against South Africa in 2012, when Gordon just took over, Alpha South Africa played against Poland. They packed the stadium once again, and they were there in great numbers. And you know, Wanyama came there to show exactly why he's such a big player in the country. You know, now you have your your, your Paul doing very well. You know, you have your other players that are doing well outside of their own country. Brano Nyango. Yes, his team is facing relegation in South Africa, but he has stabilized the defense. Has looked very good yeah. as a player in the defense of the of of, of the country. And your Musa Ngao, he's doing very well to make sure that all those players that are young coming up in Kenya get a chance to play around the around around the continent, so they can get experience and bring them back into the country, which is very key because if you have if you, if you have an export that has done well. He needs to be able to take those players and get them to other countries, so he can make sure that your football improves and gets better. Oh, looking good for Kenya. They are playing against uh, Ghana uh, in the last game. Of course, it's a dead rubber because both nations have qualified. What's your take on Ghana, uh, Clifford? If you look at where they were, uh, Kwesa Pia, the coach, uh, they've had also problems of um, the so-called superstars, sometimes not honoring those collapse. Uh, is it a Ghana that is maybe trying to rebuild? Is it a Ghana team that they, they, they didn't qualify for the World Cup, remember? Uh, something that also was very, very hateful. You look at all these uh, boardroom issues where a lot of referees suspended. You look at uh, their former uh, FA president uh, being banned for life. Uh, and all those things in Ghana. At the moment, there's no football in Ghana. I think there's a normalization committee. Uh, Velina spoke about it. It happened in Kenya. What's your take on, on Ghana football at the moment? No, look, it's, uh, it's definitely in disarray, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, uh, the, NC, the, the NC, the normalization committee, apparently mm-hmm. uh, resolved to say that uh, all the issues are resolved. There's only a few issues now about player contracts and uh, who's going to represent them in the CAF next season and stuff like that. But apart from that, I think they're, they're well on track to, to restarting their league and, uh, you know, carrying on from there. But I feel like Ghana is a is a team that has underachieved. You know, yes, they have been to the World Cup over the like whatever, but they have underachieved. You know, with the kind of players that they have in their squad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're a team that also need a change. You know, they need to let go of your uh, are you brothers and stop depending on those boys, your Giannis and them. You know, and uh, for this game against Kenya, they will probably want a, a revenge because they lost in the first game. 
So they probably want to to do you not know, to win this game by all means and you know show people that they're still the Maybe black stars of Africa. Decide who's the, who the group winner is actually. I don't think that even matters. You know, the most important thing is that they have both qualified. Mm-hmm. Yes, but for, for Kenya, they'll probably just go there as preparation for for the tournament. You know, to see where they are. But for Ghana, they need an overhaul of the of the team and you know the FA as well. They need to you know I mean they are one of the Africa's biggest uh, sporting countries. We need they need to be setting up a, a good example. But now with all this corruption and you know officials getting bribes and stuff, it's not good for African football, even for Ghana themselves. Definitely, yeah. In fact, it's a it's yes. a very important point that uh, Clifford is making, yeah. and um, I was surprised because um, I saw in the last two days, um, FIFA has extended the uh, the term for normalization of the NCS, yeah. you know, yeah. and until mm-hmm. September, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that they are doing is the the guy who was the chairperson. Um, of the normalization committee, he's the only one who's going to be retained. Even someone Usai Kufe, who just came in now to replace one of yeah, the committee members, yeah, yeah. he's also one of the he's members. also leaving at the end at the end of this month. So <laughs> they are bringing a fresh committee yeah, all together. And you team. know, it's not good when mm. the 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 term of the normalization committee is being extended, <laughs> because what follows after the extended committee is supposed to now to be the new executive yes. that will be ushered in. So it tells you about how deep rooted. Are the problems um, in, in in that situation? So th- this is a challenge that that we, that we have. In. Gentlemen, we have to speed it up. Uh, let's go to the most important group of all. <laughs> group G. <laughs> Mdara, group G. <laughs> Zimbabwe only needs a point. <laughs> Will they get that point? Uh, they're playing a uh, Congo Brazzaville. Uh, for me, I see billiard uh, knowledge. Uh, they're gonna have a few day against the Congo team that's very been very poor on the road. Uh, that stadium in Zimbabwe is going to be packed to the capacity. So for me, uh, whichever way we go, uh, Zimbabwe is definitely going to get the three points on the day. Uh, I, I don't think the gentlemen disagree. <laughs> They don't disagree. They don't disagree. For the first time, we can agree on something. Not because of the main anchor today. No, no, no. Because of the quality of the side. The quality of the side. And also, you know, I think for me, it's going to be special. Special. We are qualified. In the post-Mugabe era, at National Stadium. look where we are going now. You know, at National Stadium. I agree with you. You know, in, in, in Zimbabwe, you are going to have a second consecutive qualification from this special Zimbabwean team. For the very, yeah, that, that, I mean, look. It's a special team. Uh, it's, it's a yeah, special it's a team. Special yeah. team. Uh, we have to mention that. Yeah, part. it's a special yeah. team. With well, special captain. You know, really. Uh, now, Brian, in the group as well, uh, besides, you know, the, the Warriors, the real Warriors, <laughs> there are the two Congos. <laughs> we all know about Congo Brazzaville, Diara Congo, and they might, both of them, miss out. On, on qualification, uh-huh. your thoughts on on that possibility of the two you, Congos? You know, mm. you know, for me, I think Dia Congo in particular, um, I, I I believe they can do very well against Liberia. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know how to how to battle and fight it out. Yes, I understand people talk about team team Mazembe mostly consists of players that are not really Congolese per se. Yeah. But now the squad has changed a bit lately with them bringing more of the Congolese players in there. And you can't go away from the fact that you still have huge history in the country. You're saying Ololi Popo, you can't get rid of those teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I think given how the structure looks like at the moment, I believe Dia Congo will be able to do well. I believe that Zimbabwe and Dia Congo will do well this, this coming weekend. 
unless Liberia really comes mm. out and causes a serious upset. And look at Liberia, you need to understand also, they are coming here and nobody's giving them a chance. Eh? And this is where the problem comes. You know, the team comes in and nobody gives them a chance. That's when they can really cause a serious upset. Mm. And this is one group that is wide open. Yeah. And we can be sitting here next week Elasto, <laughs> and you'll be sitting and saying, "Hey, the warriors are no, we're no longer warriors." <laughs> <laughs> I won't come. I, I, warriors, won't be here. I won't be here. I, I, I maintain. I won't be here. I can give you my top two. Liberia and Zimbabwe. Liberia and Zimbabwe. In that group, mm-hmm. Zimbabwe and DRC. No, no. In Liberia, we believe. I disagree. In Liberia, we believe. For me, uh, Liberia is playing at home. They have been good at home. I would love to see La Forward Africa Cup, guys. Eh? Yeah, but they haven't done well. They haven't won a game away. They've always done good. They just need a draw. I think they can get a draw. They can get a draw. I think... You think they can get a draw? They can all get a draw. I think I agree with Velile. Is the Warriors and Diara Congo. That's what I'm saying. I'll put my money on Diara Congo. Yeah, at home. And the Warriors? The Warriors, yeah, the Warriors, yeah, 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 yeah,
and came to play in the Bay Hill tournament yes. Um, yes. as the under-19 team. The Peter Shalulis who are there now, they were part of that team. The Benson Shilongos, mm-hmm. yes, 2011, they were, they were part of that team. So this is how far he comes with this team. And for me, it's a good story of the young coaches um, who are coming out of the Southern African region and whose FAs believed in them and stuck with them uh, throughout, you know, not what happened um, to 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 Wada, you know? mm. yeah, ex- exactly. So it will be such a great story um, if the Namibian Warriors can pull it off um, this coming weekend. Because I, I don't understand Zambia. They, won't, they won't win in Zambia, so they need to hope that Mozambique does not win. No, away. but Zambia has got nothing to do. Zambia play has for. got nothing to do. No, yeah. but we are a proud nation. We are proud. We are proud. We are supposed to be proud let, and let make me, sure let, they go let, to the nation. Let me tell you something. All the key players of Zambia have gone to the under 23 team. Yes. Fashion Sakala scored the goal today uh, against Malawi mm-hmm. in, um, in, in the under 23 qualifiers. In Okumwepu, Petson Daka. So, who so are they the, left with? The old guys, the old the no, but, no, but remember something, right? The under 23 team of now is, the, is the now the next generation for the next AFCON. So no, no, no. What I'm saying is bringing for, them this, up. for this week. No, they are going for, to play the AFCON going fast. They should be able to play. They will be there. No, no, no. Remember, there's still a second leg. Second leg is coming up. So, still. unless you are telling me you're a Mickey Mouse organization. You only want to move the players <laughs> like today. And come back. I, I, I come to come back. And come back and play after qualifiers and come back to play. At the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if you talk about Okay, gentlemen, that is group K. That is group K. Yes, of course. You know something that you need to talk about when you talk about the... Namibian team. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, you know, very something that most people never spend time on the Kosafa tournament. Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah. the amount yeah. of talent one sees at a tournament mm. is unbelievable. Mm. Mm. Because you know, when I look at the squad that they've selected now mm-hmm. for, 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 for previous matches and the matches that are coming up now, mm-hmm. I can tell you they have a good squad. Mm. When you look at the defense, the defense is, is solid. Yes. You look at the midfield. Denzel you know, Hosef. from Yoshitembe, mm. Sukicheres, you know, Denzel Yohose. Playing here in the PSO most of the time. Yes, most of the time. Shalulile is having a wonderful tournament in South Africa also. You look at our field, Benson Shilongo. South Africa. That is a player that is doing very well for Smua. And he's a good player when they go forward. So that is what I'm saying. Anybody who sits down and says Zambia will be at home and will just be there to stop Namibia from qualifying. Mm. My friend, you'll be sitting here and be saying to me that you didn't pay your juju, man. <laughs> we'll see Zambia in 2021, not now. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's wrap it up now with our last group. That is Group L. Uh, of course, yeah, there, there are some one or two fixtures there. Uh, you look at Uganda, yes, another good story as well. You know, again, qualifying uh, for a successive tournament for the second time. Uh, we look at um, Lesotho's chance, gentlemen. We saw the coach of Lesotho coming to South Africa for some advice. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. you know, is, is, is it the right place to go, South Africa? Yeah, it is. It is it the right is, place to it go. It is, uh, considering where they are going. Mm. Um, because Cabvet, Cabvet us problems. Yeah, yeah, because Cabvet caused us problems and he spoke to, to Coach Tabosinong, who was the assistant. And interestingly, I think that was the last time Coach Sinong was around that Bafana yeah. team. Yeah. The Bafana team. Yes. Uh, reasons for that on another day. <laughs> but w- what I can tell you <laughs> is that I met the coach, uh, Moses Malier, mm-hmm. on Monday. They were playing our under-23, and uh, they threw one all with under-23. And he spoke about this uh, meeting that he had with Tabo Nong and how um, fruitful it was. And he was also 
expecting to make a telephone call because Paris was still in transit at the time, coming back from Guinea, uh, Conakry. Um, so he was going to talk to Mitchell because remember Mitchell, he had tried to advise Stuart Baxter before going to Cape Verde because Mitchell had taken Uganda there and beat this uh, Cape Verde team. And Stuart Baxter couldn't take that <laughs> advice. <laughs> Free advice. Yes. So, so for me, to look at this tiny Lesotho nation mm. on the verge of making history this week, mm. all they need to do is to beat this team. Yes. Away. On the road. Mm. And you know how difficult that is. Ah, that's difficult. And you then you have this situation mm. of uh, the East Africans, Uganda, and Tanzania as well. Mm, 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 mm. I, I don't know. Brian, the chance of Lesotho, whether he's coming to South Africa I, to I seek love, advice. I love, I, I, I love, I love the Lesotho story. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, it's a nice story. Uh, it's, 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 it's a good story. You, you want to have a story like this one. Yeah. You know? Especially given how many players, I'm looking at the players that they have at the moment. Besides those that are playing in South Africa at the moment, there are some of those that played and left yeah. yes. in South Africa yeah. that we know. Uh, the young goalkeeper, one of the second goalkeepers there, Monaheng Ralefan. You would know him. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Last year, yeah. you did yes. in the 20s. Yeah, the 20, yes. He was the main goalkeeper when they went mm-hmm. on to the final. Mm-hmm. Considering only one goal yeah. until he got to we the saw final. We that time. That, yeah. He made a few penalty saves mm-hmm. also. So they do have a very good team. I think, you know, they have a young team. Uh, they have a young team, very hungry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing much has happened from the Sudo point of view. And what a story to be if they qualify for the tournament. I see they're going to have a massive mountain to climb in Cup Vet. Definitely. Uh, they'll struggle a bit. But you know the interesting thing about their story is that they've already punched way above their weight. Yeah. If they go there and get a win and come back and qualify for the tournament, it will be a story worth celebrating and looking at and saying, once again, Kosafa has come to the fore to yes. produce something that we can sit down and revere on. You know, it's a pity Zambia is playing against Namibia. Because, my friend, when you come back, when Namibia had won, we'll be discussing a different story when you come back after that. <laughs> Quickly, Ndara, uh, um, I know whatever happened to Lesotho, I think for me, already, they've done very, very well. Tanzania and Uganda, you think uh, Tanzania has got a good chance? Uh, looking at the way uh, Simba is doing in the CAF, mm-hmm. uh, Competition Cup, I really think they can beat uh, Especially Uganda. playing against Uganda yes, already qualified? At, ho- at home, yes. I think yes. they'll go all out. So uh, I, I'll give it to Tanzania. Apparently, Museveni has said, you can do anything, but never lose to Tanzania. Oh, my goodness. Those rivalries, that happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, great show. It was our first show called Front Runner Football Podcast. Uh, it was Clifford Mulenga. Uh, it was also Brian Mufukeng. And of course, Velile Munyan. I got it right. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate uh, your presence. And uh, I can tell you, the listeners, that uh, every Wednesday, you are going to see more and hear more and more of African football unpacked. Have a wonderful time wherever you are. Cheers. Cheers.